Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Beasley switching in. The U.S. go up. What a goal from Carlos Bocanegra. Boyd will try a long hit. What a goal from Lloyd. This is spectacular. It's hit with no regard for humanity. Is this the moment for Shakiri? This is Soccer Matters, brought to you by the Daspit Law Firm, daspitlaw.com. From the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Glenn Davis. Those listening on the internet highway uh, tonight, here we go. It is Soccer Matters here on the Horn in Austin, Texas, and what do we have a lot to talk about here tonight. By the way, I do want your uh, calls tonight. So the phone lines are open. 512-865. Sorry, excuse me. 512-447-3776. 512-447-ESPN. So uh, check in with us tonight. We would love to hear from you on everything Austin FC. We are ready for that first ever playoff game. And truly looking forward to uh, what's going to happen here in this first round against RSL. So let's get a couple of things straight here right off the top. Second place, incredible turnaround from last year. Home playoff game. Squad that's been utilized and a second place finish. Uh, Pretty remarkable turnaround when you really look at it. One of the best in the history of Major League Soccer, no question. Uh, So now you got Real Salt Lake. Again, call in number 512-447-3776. Show is always presented by John Daspit and the Daspit Law Firm. It's DaspitLawAustin.com. Coming off a 1-1 draw, uh, albeit one that was uh, very crazy when it came to officiating. Should have had uh, Abubakar sent off, uh, had a goal call back. Uh, I will just tell you this, human error still exists even with VAR. Now, that's uh, what we have learned from that. But the 1-1 draw with Colorado. How do you feel now, Austin FC fan, headed into the playoffs? Where do you see the team right now? Is there any consternation? Is there a sense of nervousness? 512-447-3776 is a number tonight. We'll have Sonny Guadarrama on the show, uh, ex-professional soccer player. He's on the... Spanish side of the radio for Austin FC. He does the color. And then we will get uh, Eric Goodman of the Austin Chronicle on as well. All right. So took a look at this game. Obviously, uh, Gallagher, Gabrielson, Cascante, Lima, Valencia uh, showing pretty well in this game. Alex Ring, Driussi, Finlay, Fagundes, and Gite getting the start. Uh, That was the starting lineup. Of interest here. Uh, Musa Gite, Maxi Arudi, I think come playoff time, you're going to probably go back to Arudi, who's been there all year long. Remember, though, it was Musa Gite who hit for that hat trick in the second half the last time RSL played uh, at Austin FC. And I got some thoughts uh, 
on that. For those of you who are saying, wow, um, really like this matchup with Austin FC, simply based on the hat trick by Musa Jite, you're kidding yourselves. This is the playoffs. This is where it all changes. Everything gets magnified. One call like what occurred in this Colorado game can send you home. A lot of questions to be asked, and this is why it's good to have uh, Sonny coming on the show tonight and Eric to get some other thoughts and opinions and yours at 512-447-3776. Austin FC looks as though they're circulating the ball well. They look sharp in a lot of areas in that game against Colorado. They look the better team. Uh, Does anything change now? Do you get slightly more conservative because you're concerned about Real Salt Lake getting the game's first goal and sitting back and trying to dictate tactics because Pablo Mastroeni will have them ready. Like We can guarantee you that. I know Josh Wolf and Davey Arno know that. Um, they are coming in with nothing to lose at Q2 Stadium. They lived up to the pressure. They snuck in seventh place on the final game of the year. Now, there's a euphoria that comes with that. There's a confidence that comes with that. There's a nothing-to-lose attitude that comes to that coming into Q2. It's a team that had a lot of ups and downs this year. Split during the regular season with Austin FC. It's had some real injury problems with Demir Krylak and Bobby Wood. Seemed to be pretty resilient. And in fact, that first 45 minutes outplayed Austin FC the last time they they were at Q2 Stadium. And a lot of the data will reflect that as well. But they got into the final third of Austin FC pretty good in that game. Just did not take their chances. And then all of a sudden, you know, when Musa Jite got that first back on September 15th in the 60th, I mean, it just... Everything flipped 180 degrees. Then he gets another in the 76, another in the 88. 55% of the possession that day went to Real Salt Lake. I wouldn't have bet on that before the game. RSL outshot Austin FC 17 to 14. They had six on goal. Austin FC had three, the three goals from Jite. RSL outpassed Austin FC 409 to 335. Data has to be quantified. But I'm just saying this because some of these are interesting. Real Salt Lake earned 10 corners in that game. To my point of, they did get into the final third. They had 15 crosses. Brad Stuver had to make six saves. Zach McMath didn't make one. Three balls flashed by him from Musa Jite. That was a more difficult game than that 3-0 scoreline meant. Now, does Rudy Rigoni, does Rigoni get the start over Ethan Finley? I don't think so. I think you go back to Rudy at the tip of the spear. Finley getting the start. But it all depends on who you want coming off the bench, Rigoni or Finley. I thought Ethan Finley has been just a very, very good signing by Austin FC. 512-447-3776. Your thoughts on the matchup with Real Salt Lake 
the fact that they will be coming in to take on Austin FC. That'll be on October 16th at 2 o'clock. I mean, this is a happening, like every game is. So the playoffs are set up. Red Bull, Cincinnati, L.A., Nashville. That's October 15th. Then you flip it around the next day. It's Austin FC, RSL, Montreal, and Orlando City on Monday, October 17th, uh, along with FC Dallas and Minnesota. So back to the Colorado game. Ethan Finley got the start over Rigoni. Lucidjite got the start over Maxi Arruti. Johan Valencia over Danny Pereira. Who starts in the playoff opener? Finley or Rigoni? Arruti or Gite? What do you say? 512-447-3776. Sebastian Driussi scored a wonderful goal off a free kick. Diego Fagundes, tremendous delivery. Julio Cascante. By the way, Matthew McConaughey uh, made a funny comment when he was on the broadcast that he, you know, he just talked about Cascante getting his head on things, on set pieces. He gets his head on this, and Driussi scores, you know, keeps the play alive on a corner, heads it down, and then another unique sort of speared in Driussi goal, which was ultimately pulled back for offside. He was offside on that play. The other, the other things, the referees got wrong. The referee got wrong. Drewsy just was a little bit in front of the defenders. Second half, he leads the press. Felipe gets fouled by Acosta. And then Drewsy goes to the penalty spot, hits his 22nd, goes to the left of William Yarborough. Then, like we often, often see with Austin FC, Diego Fagundes scores a goal. Beautifully clipped in finish. And this is where it gets controversial with the referee's decision and then Driussi breaking out and Abubakar, oldest trick in the book. I mean, he's not going to stri- straight out sprint for, towards the ball. He cuts inside. He goes shoulder to show, going, no intent, not even concerned about the ball. Could have been sent off. But it's over. And the amount of focus on the referee, I guarantee you these coaches not focusing on referees anymore. After the post-game press conference with Davey Arno, that's it. That's it. Got to put it away. Human error still exists when it comes to VAR. It's never going to be perfect. And you are going to see teams that are going to claim much like this game, that they were robbed in the playoffs. Now back to Real Salt Lake. The euphoria of getting in that final playoff spot again, I'm going I'm to bring that up because it is how you enter the playoffs sometimes. It's all about runs. Now you have coaches who have to make these decisions. Rudy or Gite? I mean, it, it, it's got to be Maxi or Rudy. Experience, you save Gita like you did off the bench. Some of you may say, nah, I would start Gita. He had a hat trick against him the last time. And he played well in this game against Colorado. Ethan Finlay or Rigoni? These are the decisions that coaches now have to make because you got one game now. You, you, you don't have anything to fall back on. 
You have one game. Anything can happen. There's finality to this. Nobody's taken away the great season that Austin FC had, but this is the second season now. This is completely different. Completely different. And how does it affect coaches? Do they get a little bit more conservative? We know Austin FC is this great attacking aesthetic team that likes to take risk. Does Josh Wolf pull that risk back a little bit now in the playoffs? Because of the concern of conceding first against the Real Salt Lake, who can then try to make the game ugly? Pablo Mastroeni is going to have these guys revved up. So for everybody thinking, or if there's anybody foolish enough to be out there thinking that this is easy, and, oh, we got some great draw because it's, you know, the seventh seed who got in on the last game. That may be the most dangerous animal, quite frankly. So now do you get a little bit more conservative? And does that take away something from another area of the way you play the game tactically? Or do you get overly aggressive and get overcommitted and potentially hit on a counterattack by Cordova or Sabarino or Anderson Julio? Um, yeah, this is like low margins. I mean, everything magnified. Everything gets magnified. And it's a first-ever playoff game. Don't forget that. First-ever playoff game. So Real Salt Lake beats Portland 3-1 to one at home. Sabarino in the 19th, Rubio Rubin in the 48th. A man who needed a goal, believe me. It's been a long time since he scored. And then Brian Hidalgo in the 82nd. So we're going to continue this discussion. Uh, we'll keep this rolling here. Uh, DaspitLawAustin.com. You give them a call at 512-865-6710. 512-865-6710. They are bilingual. It's John Daspit and the Daspit Law Firm. DaspitLawAustin.com. 512-865-6710. So if you get in a car accident, boat, motorcycle, uh, whatever it is, you call a Daspit Law Firm. And you call a law firm that's giving back to the game. DaspitLawAustin.com, 512-865-6710. Coming up, a former professional soccer player who played in Liga MX, uh, Sonny Guadarrama, will join us. Austin Product, he will be on the show. He's coming up. He is the color analyst on the Spanish side. And we talk playoffs with Sonny Guadarrama coming up next. All right, welcome back to Soccer Matters here on the Horn in Austin, Texas, presented by DaspitLawAustin.com. 512-865-6710. You might have been at Coda when the Stones came to town. I was. 512-865-6710. That's where you call the Daspit Law Firm. John and his firm, personal injury attorneys. They'll handle your case no matter what it is, car, boat, motorcycle. Again, they're bilingual. 512-865-6710. DaspitLawAustin.com. Dot com. And joining us right now, he is the color analyst on the Spanish broadcast of Austin FC games. Uh, obviously, everybody knows him from being a local. San Antonio FC, Austin Bold, and 
Also played in Mexico with Atlante, Santos, Nacaxa, some clubs with real, real history. He is Sonny Guadarrama, and he joins us now. Sonny, thank you for coming on tonight. Thank you guys for having me. It's a pleasure. Yeah, Sonny, let's talk a little bit of the playoffs now, and, and let's just start with the season that Austin FC put together through your lens. Okay, so I would say first I would look at it just strictly by the numbers. So from last year to this year, it's a, a huge turnaround. Um, the numbers that they were able to put up, problems that they had last season, winning games on the road, scoring goals. You know, the team completely turned that around. Um, but I think towards the end of the season may have hit a little bit of a slump, which is normal because the MLS season is just so long. It's, it's hard to maintain just this high level uh, of play. So I think in overall terms, just talking about the season, I thought they did a, a great job. I thought the players that came in were crucial players that came in. Gabrielson came in and really bolstered up the defense. I thought Maxi came in and became that forward that Austin FC needed. And I think the players that were on the team from last year to this year that they gave that, that confidence uh, really stepped it up. And I thought players had some big seasons. Sonny Guadarrama joining us here. Sonny, I do appreciate you, by the way, jumping in here at the last minute and, and, and uh, taking the call here as we had someone drop, and it's actually good to get you on. You've been on this show before when you were still playing. Um, were you like me last year when you were looking at this team? Because when I heard everybody calling for the head of Josh Wolf, I was like, no, wait a minute. There's some really good principles that you can see crystallizing. It's going to take some more players. It's going to take a little bit more understanding, but it can definitely improve. Were you like that last year when you looked at this team? Um, I thought, obviously, the results were not there. But at the same time, not only were there new players, a new coach, and a new friend, everything was just brand new. And there's nothing that starts brand new that is just perfect. So everything does take time. Um, and I think just giving him the vote of confidence to – at least give him another year, and I think he's proven his worth. I mean, he turned completely the team around. So I think it, it, people just have to be patient when everything is new. Um, when things are already set in stone and, and things are already going and then the coach decides to take on that job, I think he's got a little bit less uh, to be able to work with. But the circumstances that Josh Wolf was under, I think it was – more than fair to at least give him two years worth of time to be able to prove his point. Sonny Guadarrama joining us here. He uh, does the uh, color analyst on the Spanish broadcast for Austin FC. Okay, you made a great point about the timing of things and that every team in Major League Soccer hits a point in a long, laborious season where, yeah, you may be flatlined a little bit. Some of the things aren't working as well. Sharpness goes away. Maybe fatigue enters, injury, all these things that can affect the team going into the playoffs. The first segment tonight, I talked about Real Salt Lake and said they're a dangerous animal because any of these teams that make the playoffs on the final day, they, they grab this, this, this euphoria, this, you know, uh, second chance kind of attitude that, you know, makes you play maybe a little bit freer in the playoffs. How do you think Austin FC is heading into this first playoff game uh, when it comes to momentum, confidence, these types of things. Oh, I, I agree with you 100%. The teams that come in at the end usually are making it 
at the end because they're having a solid push towards the end of the season. And it's always better, doesn't matter what sport it is, to, to finish strong than to start strong and finish kind of barely making it. So I saying that, I think Salt Lake is definitely a team that we have to watch out for. I, I don't think like people that watch MLS, there's not a lot of pressure on Salt Lake. The, the pressure is definitely on Austin FC with the numbers that they put up, the, the amount of goals they score, the fans that we have. I think there, there's a little bit more pressure towards Austin winning. And I, and I was hoping that this last game we would have won because it would have given our team the confidence. I think more than anything as a player, it's just your head. Where's your head at going into these big games? And, and if your head's in the right spot, then your team is going to be okay. So that's my, my worry is that we weren't able to kind of seal the deal. Even though it would have been a PK and we would have won, I still would have taken it because the 1-0, you left the team, a Colorado team that maybe wasn't playing for anything but had some good players on the field. If we would have left them in zero, I think it would have been a little bit better confidence-wise. Now I think Austin FC really just has to turn the page and focus on the mental game because I think that that's what's going to be most important. Sonny, you've been involved in playoffs yourself. Um, do you worry sometimes that because it's just a, it's a one-off game, anything can change this, a singular referee's call, a, a moment of madness, uh, a moment of indecision. Do you worry sometimes that coaches overthink a one-game central playoff match that you either move on or you don't, and there's finality to it? For, so, for instance, do you worry that maybe Josh Wolf overthinks it, gets a little cautious, being concerned potentially that RSL gets the game's first goal and turns the game ugly. Are these things you've seen with coaches in playoffs? Of course. I think most coaches would say, and most players would say, that playoffs are about not making mistakes. The team that makes the most mistakes usually is the team that gets punished. So you're, you're definitely tidying everything up and you're not willing to risk as much because you it's your play you said it you're playing one game one game anything could happen so the more mistakes you make in that one game the more opportunities you're giving uh be it salt lake this game or, or whoever that is to, to have a chance in the game so for me it's just really a game about not making mistakes i think austin fc has players on the field that at any given time can just turn the switch in a moment, you've got Fagundes that can make something happen. You have Drusi, you have Maxi, you have Alex Ring. I mean, there's people on the field that can do stuff. you got to keep your team in the game by not giving up goals. That's why they say defense wins championships, because it's true. As long as the defense can put up a, a, a solid performance and not give really any breathing room to Salt Lake like we did last game. I, the, it was 0-0. It wasn't the prettiest of games. And then Musa comes in and, and scores a hat trick. So... We have, I think, the firepower for somebody to kind of just wake up and, and be inspired in this game and, and change the course of the game as long as defensively we have a sound performance. But Austin is a risk-taking team. Is that type of soccer built for these playoffs? If, if you can risk it and, and back it up, then of course. Because if you're scoring goals at the same time, so... It just depends how you look at it. If you can score goals, then you're going to make the other team have to change whatever 
tactics they were using to come into the game, goals change everything, especially in a one-off game because you've got nothing to lose at that point. So as a team gets more desperate, then there's even more spaces in behind to turn the 1-0 into a 5-0 because at that point, the coach, I mean, he doesn't care. If he loses 1-0, 5-0, it's the same thing. You'd at least want to go out trying to to do your best, I think. So he would he would obviously make more risks. So it's going to be crucial trying to get that first goal, if not maintaining the zero in the back, and then hopefully somebody up top or in the middle can create a play that really changes the course of the game. And you don't want to use, lose your identity here and all of a sudden you know, move your tactics or maybe your ideology in a little different way, right? No, but I think each game presents itself a, a different opportunity. Each team that you play against, uh, some like to sit back, some like to counter, some don't like to play soccer at all, and they'll just play more of a direct soccer. Or you have teams that have even more firepower um, than Austin FC does. And how do you really kind of stay true to your game? But you've always got to be somewhat not weary, but just take into account how the other team plays and what kind of players they have. Yeah. Pablo Mastroeni said this. Check this out, Sonny. He said uh, he calls the first-round matchup a great opportunity. Um, remember, this is the team, and, and, and for our listeners out there, this was the team that last year knocked off Seattle in Sporting Kansas City. Mastroeni says, quote, to your point, Sonny, I think we're peaking at the right time. I think the game against L.A. was a fantastic road performance. I thought we could have come away with a result. And tonight I think our quality was on full display. So I think going to Austin – is going to be difficult match, but I like the matchup. Um, they beat the Timbers 3-1. to one. Uh, Zach McMath said, this win's going to give us a ton of confidence. I think we could have had more than three goals this game. If we can play the same way with the same energy, the same discipline, continue to score goals, we'll have a chance down in Austin. So to your point about the momentum, these guys are feeling it, and, and they are a dangerous animal. They are, and if you remember when they came to Q2 in the first half, they were very dangerous. And oh, yes, I was at that really game. The, yeah, it took the inspiration of Musa to really change that course. In a matter of 10 minutes, we, were, we had three goals. And that's what I love about soccer, and that's what I hate about soccer, that you could be having all the momentum and so, uh, somebody can come in inspired and change the course of the game. And that's why I'll never get bored of watching soccer. So it, they are a dangerous team. We have to be weary. But at the same time, I think Austin has proven itself. They've beaten some of the best teams in the league, put on huge performances that no other team has really put on in the season. Um, for me, it's, again, boiling down to Austin's can just mentally be strong and be confident because they've proven it throughout the season. And I think if Austin can just play their game, finish their chances – we should be moving on to the next round. Sonny, do you have a good playoff uh, story maybe for us with a team that maybe wasn't playing well that then found it in the playoffs based on the nature of, of the playoff setup or, or vice versa? You, you know, you, you had a team that, uh, you know, played well all year long and then maybe froze a little bit in the playoffs. I think we've, I think I've had both, uh, actually. But what I can tell you is, though, the playoffs – Everybody says it. It's a different tournament. Literally everything that is that you had done prior to the tournament really just goes out the window. 
the best experiences I had in any kind of playoff position were when our players of leadership um, at the time really just stepped it up. We needed them to step up at that time, and they really stepped it up. So I think our major players on our team are going to play a huge role in kind of settling the nerves, setting the momentum, uh, first tackle, uh, first shot on goal. I think that's really going to set the bar for, and it, it'll even set the bar for the fans in the stands, keeping them energized. Um, so I, I think it's going to fall a lot on these players that have that leadership role within Austin FC. By the way, uh, I do remember that first 45 minutes because I was actually at Q2 for that game, and I was just going, wow, um, RSL has gotten into the final third. They've gotten into, you know, they've really gotten into good areas. They just didn't have anybody who could finish on the night, but they had some really, really good chances. Um, they also, you know, had 17 shots in that game, I and mean, there was some data that kind of backed up the way they played, including a boatload of corner kicks. So, um that night they played with Herrera, Gladden, Kappelhoff as kind of three center backs with Brody and Oviedo uh, out wide. And, and this last game they played with four. So it, it's kind of interesting to think of what type of setup uh, that they will have coming into this one. But uh, well, what an outstanding season. By the way, uh, you, you look good on the drum. You know, I've been practicing all season. They said, hey, at some point you're going to hit this drum, working out, trying to get on sync with Roger over there. And then... Uh, I think, I think we made it out alive. Sonny, real quick before I let you go, um, how do you like the medium of radio? Because, you know, you, you, you do have to use a lot more words than you do television. How do you like it? Oh, it's just painting a picture for somebody that's not able to look at the picture. Um, I think Roger, my, the partner that I work with, he does an excellent job of really just describing everything that's going on, uh, keeping people engaged, and then... Hopefully, since they're not there, I'm, I'm able to kind of share what's going on on the soccer side of things. What formation are they playing? What formation are we playing? What, what weaknesses have I seen in the first half and the second half? Which players are really um, taking control of the game? Um, so hopefully they, they enjoy kind of that soccer part that I can kind of give my two cents in. Sonny Guadarrama, thank you very much for coming on tonight. Uh, we really appreciate it. And, uh, Thanks for taking the time to join us tonight. Yes, sir. Thank you for the invite. All right. That's Sonny Guadarrama. A lot of playing experience in Mexico with Atlante, Santos, a uh, number of different teams, uh, Nacaxa as well, San Antonio FC, Austin Bold, and, of course, an area guy and uh, one that uh, so many people in the Austin area know. Okay, we're going to take a break here. We're going to come back with uh, Eric Goodman of the Austin Chronicle. We'll continue the playoff talk uh, DaspitLawAustin.com, our presenting sponsor, 512-865-6710, 512-865-6710. They're bilingual. John and his firm, personal injury attorneys, um, car accident, boat, motorcycle, nobody ever wants to get in one. These are uncomfortable situations. Uh, but you do have to have representation, and you need good representation. You need the best. The best is DaspitLawAustin.com, 512-865-6710. They're bilingual. Support uh, the company that's supporting your game. DaspitLawAustin.com.
All right, welcome back to Soccer Matters. Good times, bad times by Led Zeppelin. I mean, John Bonham on drums. Robert Plant, Jimmy Page. GaspitLawAustin.com presents Soccer Matters every Monday night. By the way, uh, I'm struggling here a little bit for a number of reasons, but uh, one of them is, uh, and I was listening to Craig Way doing that uh, LASIK commercial, so I had... uh, uh, my eyes dilated this afternoon, and, and it's not coming around quickly. I mean, it's only slowly getting a little clearer right now. I've never had it last and linger this long, so uh, it's a little bit, little bit strange. Big thanks to Sonny Guadarrama. Big thanks to DaspitLawAustin.com, 512-865-6710. And a big thank you to our next guest, Eric Goodman, Austin Chronicle. He's been on the show many times before. He joins us now. Eric, how are you? I'm great, Glenn. Listen, there's playoff MLS soccer in Austin, Texas this week. And if I told you that, what, five years ago? I mean, you know, what, what, a, what a week to just savor and appreciate, you know, where we are. Yeah, you know, I love the fact that you started with that because, you know, it is pretty quick turnaround here. This great body of work, this incredible turnaround, uh, all these other different things that occurred. You know, there were ups and downs with Cecilio Dominguez. Uh, some players panning out, maybe others not so much. Um, but it is something to savor. And as Sonny Guadarrama said, though, uh, so well, and, and I said in the first segment, um, this is a completely different season now. It's a completely different animal. It's one game. It's finality. And that can be exciting also. Yeah, it, and, and, you know, first of all, I think what a reward for this fan base, for you know, to, to – to get this reward, you know, for, for all of the support that they've given this team over two years. And, and, and last year, this time, um, you know, nobody was expecting, you know, if, if maybe there would be a playoff game, it would be, you know, a road trip to have it at Q2 stadium. Um, and, and that's what I would tell if I'm Josh Wolf, that's what I'm telling my guys is listen, this is going to be a party. This is going to be a fiesta. We play at our best when we're playing free and enjoying our soccer and enjoying each other. Um, I, I'd go in, you know, all smiles and, and obviously, you know, you don't take RSL lightly, but embrace the energy that is going to be behind you and embrace this, this big fiesta. Um, Cause I, I really think, you know, Austin FC isn't playing with too much to lose. I think no matter what happens, this has been a huge step forward of a season. It, it's been a successful season. So go play with house money and enjoy yourself. Ah, but don't forget, Real Salt Lake is also playing with house money. Coming in on the last day of the season, you grab a lot of momentum. You grab a lot of confidence. You get you grab a lot of freedom and euphoria as well, and that makes them a very dangerous animal, I would think. How do you feel about that? Well, no question. And, and listen, they came in. They were in the same, you know, seventh position last year, and when we saw them make a deep run in the Western Conference playoffs, um, I, I think that's why, uh, you know, you were mentioning, you know, is Josh Wolf going to – you know, be be concerned about conceding the first goal. I think Austin FC needs to be incredibly concerned with scoring the first goal. I think, you know, if they can do that, I, I don't see an, a, a situation. First of all, you know, we've seen this before with Austin. They score one goal. Usually, you know, they score plenty more, you know, where that came from. So um, I, I think the first 10 to 15 minutes of that match is going to really, um, you know, potentially decide, you know, the, how the season either ends or continues for Austin FC because you don't want to get into a slugfest with Real Salt Lake. You don't want to get bogged down. You know, they're, they're a veteran team. As you said, you know, Mastro is going to have them set up ready to, to totally take the crowd out of the match uh, and bog down what Austin will try to do. So, um, you know, I, I think it, it, the focus is 100% on scoring the early goal and uh, letting that carry you through. 
And I think, uh, honestly, I, I was in-house at Q2 Stadium for that Real Salt Lake game, and I thought uh, Real Salt Lake was having a very, very good road game until that first Musa Jite goal. And that's when things really changed in a big way. But th- there's, a lot of, there's a lot of data that backs up them, uh, attacking-wise, getting into the final third. They played a good road game there. They have a, a bit of a blueprint from that game to feel confident off. Um, and, you know, I go back to, yes, Austin FC, I, I really think, needs to get the game's first goal. You don't want to give RSL the opportunity to turn this into a scratching, clawing game with a goalkeeper that's had a very solid season with Zach McMath. I don't think you want to turn it into that. Um, so I think that first goal is important. But, again, it's one game, and it's Josh Wolf's first ever playoff game as a head coach. Um, you know. For me, I stick with everything that's gotten me to this point this year. I, you know, you're not starting Jite over a Rudy. Um, I think Ethan Finley gets to start. What do you think about that? Yeah, hundred percent. You don't want to start. First of all, you want to start a Rudy because he's been in, in these moments, and you know he's one of those guys that is part of you know the the joy and and the you know the relaxed nature of what this team is at its best. You know, we see it off the field. You know, he and he and Driusi and um, and Danny Pereira, that you know, they do a show together, you know, in the midweek. Like he's a, he's he he is a big part of what changed this team's culture from year to year. So you want him in there with a chance to set to set a tone for the match, and then you also want RSL, you know, looking you know out of the side of their eye at at you know big number number two out there in Musa Jite, and uh, you know wondering when is he you know potentially coming to this match and and, and them having flashbacks of what happened you know just uh, a couple of months ago in Austin and. Um, and, and then as it pertains to the right wing, it's just Emilio Ragoni has not shown enough to justify a start in such a big match. And, you know, not only has he not played great and, and had much of an impact in a short time in Austin, but, you know, it's been, you know, going on years at this point since he's been in regular goal scoring or, you know, contributing form. So, you know, I think he's someone that if you're an Austin FC fan, you would probably prefer for him not to ever take the field in the match at all, because I think if you have a lead, he's not even going to off the bench. Uh, and, and you're really only going to him if you're down and really just in need of, of some creativity, uh, you know, that, that hasn't been able to produce yet. September 15th, it was a 3-0 win for Austin FC. That was that spectacular hat trick from Jite. He got his first in the 60th. He got one in the 76th and the 80th. The 60th, that, that first goal really changed the dynamics of that night. Um, but I actually thought RSL up to that point, if you were going to go on the road to Q2 Stadium in front of that crowd against that team, I actually thought that, that for a road performance up to that point, pretty spectacular um, and pretty solid if you're, if you're Pablo Mastroeni. And, and we know Mastroeni, the way he played the game, he, he's going to have these guys fired up. He's already putting some quotes out there in uh, newspapers out in uh, Salt Lake City. It's a team that had to do it without Demir Krylock and Bobby, Bobby Wood. But going back to Austin FC, um, you know, what are the two, you know, outside of just the obvious incredible turnaround here in year two, incredible turnaround, what are two or three of your takeaways from this season, Eric, that really stick in your mind um, when it comes to Austin FC? Well, yeah, I mean, I, I, 
this was kind of the topic of, of my column this past week about how, you know, going back to at the beginning of this season, you know, I wrote that, you know, in my opinion, and, and, and you know, I was kind of predicting that of all of all of the years that Austin FC, you know, will be here in Austin, this second season might be the most important that they ever play because it could determine, you know, culturally in the city, whether MLS is reduced to, you know, kind of a niche interest. Uh, in the way that it is, you know, and, you know, to be fair, the majority of MLS markets, you know, I, I, figured, I figured if Austin FC were to keep playing at the rate that they were and, and losing as much as they were in 2021, you're going to turn off a lot of people. On the flip side, you could have a season like they've had. Um, you know, and now I think, you know, they've, they've embedded themselves so clearly into the city's, you know, fundamental culture. And, you know, it's something that, you know, people who, who I know are not sports fans at all, you know, have, have an active interest in this club. So, you know, that in itself is, is probably, in my opinion, objective A, accomplished. Now it comes to how far can you, can you, you know, produce in the postseason. And, you know, I think that's going to fall a lot on, on Josh Wolf and, and where he is in his own development, you know, as a coach, because I think he would be the first to tell you that, um, you know, he's learned a lot in, you know, from 2021, those experiences, and then also, you know, how to be, how to lead a successful and a more talented team in 2022. So um, I, I thought it was a bit curious because we got to speak to him, even though he was suspended for the match, uh, you know, he couldn't, couldn't be on the sideline for the match yesterday. Um, we got to speak to him after, and he seemed in no rush to kind of flush away the, the emotions of a frustrating, meaningless match. And I'm not sure if that's what my approach would be if I were him. I, I think I totally want to flip the page and shift his guy's mindset into you know, do or die, nothing to lose, uh, go to war. But, uh, you know, we'll see. We'll see if they, you know, have any, you know, engagement with the referee and, and you know, how that all plays out. Let that go. That's That's got to be swept under the carpet. That's gone. That doesn't mean anything anymore because you said it. You're in a second season now. Here's the thing I think that is good for Austin FC. And, look, as this franchise is, uh, is going to ascend in the city, it's already a win. You've had an unbelievable great season. You've made the playoffs. This is already moving up the ladder. And you know what? In some ways, uh, you don't want to win it right away. You kind of want to keep building to that because you continue to grab the interest of everybody. Um, And this is a team that can go on an incredible run. We know the talent. For me, Sebastian Driussi has just been a remarkable soccer player. um, That This guy's just not a goal scorer. This, This guy has done so many things from a work ethic standpoint, from the ability to change in the various thirds of the field. I mean, he's back defending, he's tracking people, uh, he's, he's slashing volleys that are hitting people 60 yards away, he's scoring remarkable goals, um, but you're going to go as far as he's going to carry you uh, because he's just so uh, integral in so many areas of this team. Uh, I think, and for me, he's the MVP of the league because of all the differing things he does. Some of the little things that that I don't think everybody picks up if if they're not watching the team uh, as much as you and I maybe are, and, and and all the fans in Austin are, you know. Yeah, I, that's obvious. Yeah, that's one hundred percent the case. I, I think it also bears, you know, wondering who is going to step up besides Driussi. I mean, the Pablo Mastoremi, you know top of his list is going to be to not let him beat you and to try to contain him as best as they can. So someone will have to step up if Austin SC is going to advance. You know, whether that's Alex Ring, we saw a couple of chances, really good chances fall his way 
in that match last night. And, uh, you know, he, he didn't put him away. He hasn't shown, you know, a, a real consistency ability to do that. Granted, he is, you know, a defensive-minded player. But it's just somebody is going to have to step up. Fagundes. Diego Fagundes, yeah. I think it's a Rudy no, and Fagundes. And, and I think we could make an argument right now they're maybe not at their sharpest when it comes to finishing. No question. And, and you know, one win in the last seven matches kind of tells you all you need to know. I have a quick question for you, though. As a, as a former yep. player, in a situation where you're trying to build confidence and, and build goal-scoring momentum, if you hit the back of the net but the call gets, you know, taken off because of an offside or something – does that do you still get that that you know confidence boost of seeing the ball hit the net or does it does it take that away completely? Well, I didn't see the ball hit the back of the net many times. A couple times off my head. Um, no, there's there's a disappointing feeling. I I don't think any question. And that was a game. I think you know you can focus on referees, but that has to be swept aside. I think I think everything, you know the 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 the, the moment a lot of times will bring people back to where. They belong from a sharpness standpoint. Um, but, you know, again, it, it's such a crapshoot. The best team doesn't always win the MLS Cup. I mean, that's that we know. Um, it, yeah. it is a very deceitful process. Right. More often than not, it's, it's, it's a team that nobody is, is really, uh, you know, got their eye on coming in. Yep. Eric, hey, listen, I got to close it down here tonight. Thank you so much for coming on. Eric Goodman of the Austin Chronicle. Eric. Thank you a lot, as always, and we appreciate your insight. Sure. Hopefully we'll, we'll be able to do this again in uh, future weeks this October. Absolutely. We can count on that. Thank you, Eric. That's Eric Goodman. Great stuff there. You can read his column in the Austin Chronicle. Um, love his sharpness. I love all these young guys, him, Chris Bills, all these young guys getting into media. Even Sonny Guadarrama, right? Yeah, I mean, he's not even 40 years old yet. These guys are like the future of telling the stories of the game so uh yeah a lot of uh, commentators like myself this weekend did their laugh regional games but we'll see what's going to happen with apple and mls all right that's going to do it tonight big thank you to Corey gidry stepping in tonight for producer ty henderson podcast to this show at hornfm.com it's always presented by john daspit and the daspit law firm DaspitLaw.com, 512-865-6710. Personal injury attorneys, they'll handle your case. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram, at Glenn Davis Sock and at Soccer Matters GD. Until next Monday night, thank you for tuning in tonight.